Well, do we have a month ahead? I am going to give you an overview of the um, transits for March 2023. This is something I usually provide for my uh, Venus enchantment community. Um, and But this month, there's so much going on that I decided to make this public, put it on YouTube and give you a preview of what's coming this month because it's kind of crazy and intense. <laughs> so, but um, first of all, what I've done for this um, is I've pulled three cards for the month to give us kind of an overview, some tarot cards. But before we look at those, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to my YouTube channel and maybe check the little bell to get notified when I uplo upload new content. Please give me a thumbs up and leave me a comment. I love to hear from you. I love to know people are listening. And uh, please watch to the end if you can, please, because it helps with the YouTube algorithms tremendously. And also you'll find out how for about the whole month if you stay to the end. Um, so let's dive in and look at the cards first of all. Well, the cards that I pulled, the first card that I pulled, I'm pulling cards from the Red Seeds Tarot, the Elysian Mysteries. Now, I'm getting to know these cards. They're fairly new and they're quite different to a lot of tarot decks. And I'm using these because um, I'm running my um, renowned Venus retrograde heroines journey class in the summer. It's going to start in July and run through September when Venus is retrograde, surprisingly. <laughs> and... Uh, we normally follow Inanna's journey into the underworld, but um, this uh, this time around, I've had uh, big kind of aha messages to use the Eleusian mysteries and the story of Demeter and Persephone and Demeter's uh, um, rediscovery of herself and Persephone's rediscovery of her passions and so on and so forth. And this is basically the Eleusian Mysteries is connected to the Demeter Persephone myth. So uh, somebody recommended these cards to me, um, sent me a message saying you might find these interesting. I ordered them from Etsy in the UK. They flew all the way to Salt Lake City, Utah. And for ages, they kind of sat in their lovely bag that they came with. And then I opened them and I am hooked. These are just the most amazing tarot cards. So anyway, for this month, I pulled three cards. The first one is really uh, who you are for this month and uh, the opportunities that you have for this month. And what a beautiful card, the Queen of Torches. This is I am a catalyst and this is fire, of course, and we are moving into Aries season in March. So that's uh, quite appropriate as well. But um, let me give you the quote for this. Love in its essence is spiritual fire. And that's from Seneca, the um, Roman guy. <laughs> and this is Queen Metanera, the Queen of Torches. In the mysteries, the, the, this queen was the only mortal who felt and saw the divine energy emanating from the disguised goddess. 
This is the queen who found her child, Demophon, on the fire and cried out at such a sight, causing an enraged goddess to reveal herself and feel her rage. Demeter took the child from the fire and realized that her plan was now ruined. Shouting ignorant humans, she left. Saddened by the mortal's lack of knowledge, the goddess made plans to build a temple where the queen, where the people could receive teachings on agriculture and the sacred rites. The queen that was the catalyst for the building of the temple sanctuary at Eleusis and for the Eleusian mysteries that were held there for over 2,000 years. This queen was the catalyst. Okay. And I, uh, this is quite appropriate because it's actually also Women's History Month, by the way. So the soul journey for this card, this very independent queen holds a rich warmth and is a loving, serene and and is loving, serene and loyal. She offers kindness and hospitality to all. She is unique and carries a penetrating insight and instinct that notices things others do not see. Her dynamic energy burns with a bright flame which appears to be well under control until something triggers her, although this is a rare occurrence. Her powers are catalytic, creating positive changes for herself and for others. Watch her. She knows what she's doing. She will sing beautiful songs to us that reach out to touch our soul. She will also teach us to breathe from the heart. She is the eternal flame. She is not afraid and nor are we. I would call on her this month, Queen Metanera. Okay. Because boy, it's a powerful month. Oh, I've gone foggy again. That's what happens when I move a card like that. My webcam takes a minute to uh, come back in, but well, it's got, it'll come back in a minute. You'll just have to do with me all, all hazy. <laughs> the second card I pulled was actually the fall. There you go, which is the Persephone card, which is I am falling. And this is the tower card in most tarot um, decks. But I pulled this reversed, which I'll talk about in a minute. Sometimes I wish for falling, wish for the release, wish for falling through the air to give me some relief. Because falling's not the problem. When I'm falling, I'm in peace. It's only when I hit the ground, it causes all the grief grief. And that's from Florence Welsh. And this being the Persephone card itself, I'm not going to read from the book for everything. Uh, and get, getting this reversed indicates that this is an in, inner journey this month. This is the tower card, but the tower card reversed is really always um, suggesting that we're undergoing a significant personal transformation and upheaval. Um, this when the tower's upright, change is really forced um, on us because of external circumstances. And this time, this is us instigating the change and calling into question our fundamental belief systems, values, purpose and meaning. Um, so the, this, this fits with the astrology, really, as, as you'll see. But this can indicate a spiritual awakening as we discover a new spiritual path. Uh, we can also change our beliefs when we get this card reversed um, and opinions about important topics, realizing that we can no longer support older models 
or in more dramatic cases, we may go through an existential crisis where we seriously question our life's purpose. Oh, I actually feel that coming already. So this can be an unsettling time. So call on the Queen to help you move through that. Okay. But we are creating the change and transformation ourselves. The last card I pulled is the Seer of Bees. This is the Hero, Hero Cerix. Hero Cerix. I hope I'm saying that right. Let me spell it for you. H-I-E-R-O-C-C-E-R-Y-X. Hero Cerix. And um, this is I Am Communication. And I'm just going to read you the quote. I'm not going to read every card. When you shoot an arrow of truth, dip its point in honey. An Arab proverb. So this is suggesting that we are creating the change and it's a more internal uh, change from within. Our beliefs and perspectives much might be changing and how we communicate that um, is, is going to be key. So dip that that arrow of truth in honey for this month. All right. So it's it's quite the uh, quite the month. <laughs> So I have just I have made just three slides and, and I'm going to quickly share them and go through them. And then I'm just going to talk to you and we'll look at some look at the chart as it moves through the month. But um, let, this is me using Canva for the first time. So let's see how this works. There we go. So March 2023, it's a game changer. Oh my goodness. I have to tell you, um, this is why I'm making this public because it's going to be a month to remember. So let me uh, kind of dive on. This is why it's a game changer. We have one, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven planetary shifts. If we include major asteroids and Hecate, because I love Hecate. <laughs> so you can see we have um, on March the seventh, a second Mercury um, leaves the sign of Aquarius and moves into Pisces. But Mercury is moving really fast. So uh, as you can see here, if you look down the list, just 17 days later, Mercury moves into Aries. And then Mercury is going to start slowing his roll a little bit, but he is in speedy Aries. So we'll talk about that in a minute. So, yeah, first we start the month with Mercury shifting into Pisces. And Mercury is, is not the... Um, happiest in Pisces but this is kind of really um, tuning into your intuition and your knowing but Mercury works best in that way in Pisces however it also can mean that communications can get really confusing <laughs> right so um, just know that for that first um, 19 days really because you know we'll feel Mercury going into Pisces pretty much as we step into March um, that communications can get foggy, news can get confusing, things get very kind of chaotic with Mercury and Pisces. So just to add to the chaos that we've already got. <laughs> 
March the 4th, Hygieia, um, the asteroid of preventative health and um, holistic health, uh, moves into the sign of Aquarius. And I think we're going to kind of get a bit of a reprieve and a little bit of liberation and freedom from all the bugs that we've had of from the winter. We've had flu and COVID going around and RSV and norovirus and all those kind of things like that. However, Hygieia moves into an air sign, so there could be, you know, a little bit of uh, residuals, um, not the most major transit. Then March the 7th, Saturn moves into Pisces for the first time in almost 30 years, since 1996, actually, when he left. And Saturn is going to be in, to, in Pisces for pretty much three years. I did a Saturn in Pisces overview video, if you want to go and look at it separately. So that's a big, big shift. Saturn has been um, in the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius for the about the last five, six years. And and both of those signs um, are very Saturnian. But now Saturn is moving into Pisces. We're going to have our boundaries tested. Um, we're going to be um, creating boundaries for our creativity. Combined with Mercury in Pisces at that start of the month, that's uh, with the sun in Pisces too, uh, things are going to be very kind of... Um, nebulous and foggy but also kind of creative and spiritual if you have a creative project to start that's a great time to start it on march the 11th do you know the partnership or heros gamos or marriage asteroid moves into taurus and we'll start to feel that connection with the with the deep earth again Okay, so uh, we'll feel our partnership with our material world, with everything like that. And March the 16th, Venus moves into Taurus, which is lovely because Venus is um, the guide to Taurus. Venus is comfortable in, in her domicile or home in the signs of Libra and Taurus. So the Venus in Taurus transit will be very grounding. It's a great time to do stuff, uh, working on your body, uh, working on your diet, working on just some moderate exercise, perhaps get some massages, perhaps make yourself feel good and look good. It's a, That's going to be a lovely transit. March the 19th, Mercury moves into Aries and the vibe begins to shift again. Um, that short time of Mercury and Pisces gone, clarity of thought, new projects, uh, things can get a little bit assertive verbally and a little bit kind of um, even aggressive. And people can start to, you know, really say what they think with Mercury into Aries. March the 20th, um, Hecate moves into the sign of Cancer. She's moving back into the sign of Cancer because she uh, was retrograde. And Hecate is our way shower. And in the sign of Cancer, this is the home, the family, the basis of security um, and safety. And we may start to really look to shore up our um our basis of security and our homes at that time. March the 20th, uh, we have the sun moving into Aries. We This is really the astrological new year, the start of a new cycle. 
Um, when we look at the transits, you'll see that it's actually a big solar ingress into Aries. And, you know, it's, it's the end of a, a year. It's the start of a new year. So happy new year astrologically. And I will be doing a video on the um, ingress chart for the sun moving into Aries nearer the time. March the 22nd, Ceres moves back into the sign of Virgo. Ceres is retrograde. She's one of the few uh, planets we have retrograde at the moment because pretty much all the planets are moving direct. And uh, Ceres is very comfortable in Virgo. Uh, she's associated with the sign of Virgo, also Taurus, I'm going to say. Um, I, I could give an argument for Ceres being um, associated with all the Earth signs. I don't really count rulerships um, as such for Ceres, but Ceres is the great mother and she is what nourishes us and what feeds us. And in Virgo, this is about service and um and whole being whole unto oneself so again combined with the venus in taurus um, transit when ceres goes back into virgo that's that's a real kind of focus on nourishing our physical world then we've got the real biggie <laughs> the major one pluto moves into aquarius and um, we'll be in Aquarius for three months and then retrograde back into Capricorn. Pluto's going to bob in and out of um, Aquarius and the end degrees of Capricorn till November 2024. But from March 23rd, 2023, for three months, we're going to get a real feel for what change Pluto is going to bring in Aquarius. He was last there or last entered the sign of Aquarius 248 years ago in the late 18th century, which was, you know, a bit of a renaissance period. So fingers crossed we can bring that. And again, I'll be doing a separate video on that because Saturn in Pisces and Pluto into Aquarius are the really big uh, planet uh, sign changes. And last, but by no means least, Mars leaves Gemini. <laughs> Mars has been in Gemini since last August, and it's been, um, Mars went retrograde on October the 30th till January the 12th of 2023. But Mars has been out of bounds all that time too. And Mars is going to be out of bounds until May the 4th or 5th, depending where you are in the world. So he's still out of bounds, but he's in cancer, which is going to slow his roll a bit. And you'll see on the next slide that Mars reaches his maximum out of bounds declination from March the 15th to March the 22nd. So right after he after he starts slowly heading back in bounds, he moves into cancer, which is going to really slow his roll. But that's um, that's very sensitive placement, Mars in Cancer as well, though. Super sensitive emotionally and still out of bounds. So overall, it's with these this many planetary sign changes and two very major ones. And I'm going to count Mars as a major one as well. So three major ones. We're probably going to feel like our heads are spinning. 
Okay. I'm going to, because since I am the cosmic owl of cosmic owl astrology, I'm going to find, I've got a photograph somewhere of an owl's head spinning that was taken with a long exposure. That's how we're going to feel. It's just going to be like, where am I? Who am I? Everything's different all of a sudden to what it's been for quite some time. And this feels very strange um, to quote a thing I put on my Facebook post today. Um, it's kind of like a time quake. Um, and that's I'm kind of stealing that a bit from Michael Luton and making my own word up, uh, Michael Luton and making my own word up, word up with it as well. We're in a big time quake. It's like we're in two uh, timelines. We're going to shift from one timeline into another. And it's going to take a lot of adjusting with all these sign changes. Okay. So speaking of owls, before we move on to the next slide, I've got my lovely owl mug. Look at this. One of my um, friends from Divine, Divine Fire Astrology has this mug. And I was like, where did you get it? I have to get that. And um, she told me where to get it. But I want to give a shout out for my sponsor as I show you my mug for Sigmatic Coffee amazing has mushrooms in it reishi mushrooms um nutrient rich mushrooms when i drink this coffee for sigmatic for as in the word for sigmatic s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c i have i'm more focused i get the coffee high without kind of that buzz and it tastes good and it's good for you. Um, I'm a big fan of medicinal mushrooms. And there's um, a link in the description. You get 30% off your first order to try for Sigmatic Coffee. They also do other things. They do protein powders and a few other things as well if coffee's not your bag. Um, so check them out and get that, grab that 30% off. It's kind of risk-free because if you don't like it, they guarantee your money back. I think it's within... 60 days. Let's move on. All right. Major aspects. You can take a screenshot of this if you like, but you can see that March the 2nd is a biggie. We have Venus conjunct Jupiter at 12 Aries. And everybody always goes, Venus and Jupiter, the, the benefits meeting, but they are in the sign of Aries. And I have a feeling that passions are going to be heightened in both the higher way and the lower self way. It does, however, remind me of the Queen of Tortures, the card. So step into the higher self of Venus conjunct Jupiter in Aries and start your new creative project or something and, and tap it into uh, kind of love and expansion and growth choose in march the second as well mercury will conjunct saturn at the very last degree of aquarius there's going to be some big hard lessons news come on that day i'm kind of a little bit concerned that the two are happening on the same day but you can choose the higher energy as well by marking off march the second and saying, I'm going to kind of get clarity, Mercury conjunct Saturn can be very clear thought about where I'm going, um, where we're moving towards, and uh, what I'm going to create. 
Uh, March the 11th, Pluto squared Juno. I wouldn't normally include that, but it's Pluto's last last aspect, um, major aspect, um, talking squares, oppositions, etc. In the sign of Capricorn before he moves into Aquarius for three months. And so it's at that last degree. So we've got these two um, aspects that are at those anoretic degrees and one more to come. And Juno's our partnership asteroid at the very last degree of Aries. And Capricorn and Aries are the horned um, signs, the, the goat and the ram. I always imagine them kind of locking horns and fighting. So uh, Pluto could reveal some challenges in um, in some significant relationships on that day. March the 12th, Jupiter conjunct Chiron at 14 Aries, uh, very close to where Venus was conjunct Jupiter. This is really kind of all happening together. And um, Jupiter, although Venus will have moved on, but um, Jupiter conjunct Chiron really kind of um, showing us our wounds, our identity wounds, but also Chiron is the shaman, the healer and the key to healing. So it might just give us the medicine. Um, you know, I always kind of think uh, in homeopathic, homeopathic terms with uh, Chiron that a little bit of the poison um, can actually bring the healing. So it's kind of got that vibe to it, but it's very expansive, very big with Jupiter concerned. March the 14th, Mars still out of bounds. And remember, I said he's going to maximum declination on March the 15th, it's on this slide. So just before he's at maximum declination, so he's pretty much there. He's way, way out of bounds, way, way eccentric. It's been a nightmare, to be honest. He's square Neptune and he's at 25 degrees, which was the degree he stationed retrograde at on October the 30th, 2022. That's going to be a very confusing day and something is going to come back from last October to sting us a little bit, I think, um, on that day. Um, at the same time, pretty much, the sun is conjunct Neptune at uh, just two minutes later after Neptune has moved two solar arc minutes to 25 Pisces, six minutes the very next day. So really the Mars square Neptune is happening as Mars squares the sun as well. So they're all squaring each other. So this is big. It's the sun is the core of our universe. There's going to be some real confusion. There could also, uh, you know, be um, something go very viral at that point. Um, and I don't necessarily just mean a virus. So, oh, look for that day. Mars in Gemini, the news, mm, I think, and and maximum out of bounds. That's going to be a challenging square, Mars square Neptune. So, you know, just, just forewarned is forearmed. Plan to kind of stay home and stay out of the way. Neptune can bring a lot of confusion. Head down, big creativity. Um. March 15th to March 22nd, Mars at a maximum declination for that one week. Um, I expect peak chaos, to be quite honest with, with that, especially because of the, the Mars square Neptune 
and square the sun. And then <laughs> as well, we also have a Mercury Kazemi. We have the superior Kazemi where Mercury is on the other side of the sun um, from our perspective because he's moving direct, moving fast. This is halfway between Mars re uh, Mercury retrogrades, Mercury square Mars, Mercury the messenger, Mercury the ruler of Gemini, where um, Mars is maximum out of bounds. That period, um, March the 14th to March the 17th, right, I'm going to say right through till, um, you know, we've moved into Aries season is going to be chaotic and the news cycle is probably going to be off the charts. That's the time to really be mindful when you're out on the roads, mindful with your communication and your words. Um, please pay heed. This is why I wanted to get this message out to everybody, not just my wonderful Venus enchantment community. And then on March the 21st, um, the just hours after the um, start of the astrological new year um, when and the equinox when the sun moves into Aries we have an Aries new moon at zero Aries and zero is the fall in the tarot it's starting a new journey and this is really starting a new journey in such big ways because we've now got Saturn in Pisces, we've now been through most of the sign changes, we still have Pluto to change, but really we'll be feeling Pluto and Aquarius by that Aries new moon, and we are really going to get fired up and uh, feel the big shift then. On March the 24th, Mars is just finishing his journey in Gemini, about to move into Cancer, but he's got one last aspect and he's still out of bounds, bounds, even though he's starting to descend back to the ecliptic very slowly <laughs> because we've got a, over a month left of him being out of bounds. Mars is going to square series at that last anoretic threshold liminal degree. But Ceres is moving back into Virgo. So these two are really applying towards each other. Ceres moving retrograde. Mars moving forward. Um, this is in mutable signs. This is going to bring some big change. I wouldn't be surprised with all of this if there's some big news around climate change this month, by the way. Um, just so you know. Last aspect I'm going to mention before we just kind of look at some charts as well is Mercury conjunct Jupiter at 18 degrees of Aries. Another big news day, to be quite honest, um, with Mercury conjunct Jupiter, especially because Mercury's just been, um, just uh, 11 days before Mercury was Kazemi the Sun. Um, will Mercury should be out. We can look at that. I'm not sure whether Mercury will still be combust the Sun on that one. But um, big news day, um, but also big idea day, big, big idea day. So for new projects and things. So, you know, I would go back to the cards. It's going to be, like I said, we're going to like feel like our heads are spinning. We're not going to know where we are. But if we can just really kind of tap into that queen of torches 
and lean into this inner transformation and these big shifts, you will be fine, even if it's exhausting. <laughs> so I'm going to stop the share and I am going to share some charts. Um, bear with me. I just need to get it to the first day. And I'm going to go in a little bit granular. Okay, so you can refer back to this over and over again, if you like. So I might actually see if I can download the the slides so that you could um, download them and you can they're, they're color, but you can just put them on a PDF. They're just very simple. So, um, okay. So this is my list of transits. So we're going to get a little bit more granular. Now, March the 1st, I do want to say, and I'm not going to get the aspects um, exact, uh, that we're going to kind of finish up an aspect that has been, um, that leads us into March. And this is Black Moon Lilith opposing Pluto. They keep opposing each other at this anoretic degree because Black Moon Lilith, I use the true calculation. She moves uh, direct and retrograde very often. She's osculating the osculating Lilith. And Lilith is, is kind of the ragey wild woman who was shamed or feels shame. It's where we often where we feel shame. And Pluto is excavating. I kind of think she is uh, end it, both ending February and taking us into March by revealing a lot of things that maybe we as humanity have to be ashamed about. You won't be feeling that as much individually unless you have planets or angles at those very end degrees and particularly of the cardinal signs, um, which are <laughs> Aries, Cancer, Libra and uh, Capricorn. Uh, you've been having that Pluto like hit you over and over and over again. And, you know, I personally find Pluto transits very rewarding, but as a, at a personal level. But collectively, we've seen that uh, Pluto's been revealing um, the, the um, detritus and the corruption in our institutions. Um, he's not done yet, but um, I think uh, with that anoretic degree starting the month, it's going to be a lot, quite a lot to come out. We're also starting the month with a lovely square from Venus in Aries, passionate. Remember, she's approaching that conjunction with Jupiter to Pallas Athena, the cosmic owl. That's kind of very kind of strategic creative intelligence that's an ability to also in the cardinal signs which like to initiate new things that's some ideas coming for this month that starts the astrological new year okay i talked about venus conjunct jupiter that's on march the 2nd um so let's actually get to that and have a quick look at that transit itself so that's going to be on march the second here we have venus conjunct jupiter you can see that it's actually very close to chiron um, venus will conjunct chiron the next very next day so really all of this is happening together and this is you know we can 
I think it's going to bring up some identity wounds in relationships and in our core values and things, but it's also pioneering. It's it's like it's a new start. We're moving. We have changed. I don't know about you. My personal values and um, and what I thought I desired. Venus is very much about manifestation and earthly desires. Um, I talk about that in my Venus retrograde class a lot about how she is actually about what you desire to manifest in the world as well. And in Aries, this is like saying I'm different. I'm new. I am renewed. And I have some big desires now that are very different to maybe what I wanted back in 2008 when, Pluto, for example, when Pluto moved into Capricorn. We've changed. I've changed hugely. <laughs> I no longer want the same things that I wanted then. It's it's times shifted. The world changed. We've changed. So use that period, um, you know, till really till um, Jupiter catches up to Chiron, um, which it was on the previous slide. Let me have a quick look at that. That's on March the 12th. Use that whole period really to perhaps create a vision board, you know, or write an uh, write a vision of what you want your life to look like, or really, or Pinterest board. That's that's great to do an online um, vision board. Think about what you want, what you want to create, where you're going. That's a really good period. Those ten days to really think into that deeply, to feel into it. Okay. And then as well, March the 2nd, Mercury um, catches up to Saturn, hard light, hard reality check, maybe some hard news, but also some real clarity at that last degree. I'm not going to jiggle the chart about before Mercury moves into Pisces. And then you can actually kind of tune into that um, second attention kind of thing. What am I really intuiting here what do i really what downloads are coming in for what i want to create okay then on march the third pluto and hecate will meet um not the biggest um idea sorry <laughs> not the biggest aspect as i said except that it's at that last degree again and and this you know if you think about this this is master numbers this is 29 which is an 11 and 33 which is also a master number this is a big challenge to create preventative health overall and and many i'm speaking holistic health mind body spirit this is a big chance for you to set up some structures and say, I'm going to kind of step into this new me uh, that we're going to feel so different by the end of March. And I am going to set up these preventative health kind of structures to move forward. OK, uh, on that day, Venus will actually conjunct Chiron as well. So that kind of adds to that little thing I talked about, about vision boards and so on. On March the 6th, uh, an aspect I did not look at um, on the list is Sun will actually conjunct Nessus, 
which often reveals abuses of power. Now, this is just the day before the full moon, and there is a full moon video um, for the Virgo full moon that's going to be at 16 degrees. But this is kind of launching this full moon. I, I really think the news is going to reveal all kinds of stuff this month about abuses of power and and uh, corruption and and so on and so forth with Pluto sitting at that last degree of Capricorn as well. But it's also going to reveal things in yourself, okay, where you've perhaps abused your power or um, or um, people have abused their power over you as well. And there's an opposition here to asteroid Lilith saying, talk to the hand, not doing that anymore. <laughs> And the, the very next day, March the 7th, on the full moon, when Saturn moves into Pisces, um, talk to the hand is, off, is um, opposed by the sun. But then Saturn moves into Pisces on March the 7th. And that's a big shift. As I said, moving from two Saturnian signs, Capricorn, then Aquarius, now into Pisces, which is much more fluid, much more uh, kind of leaky, much more compassionate. I'm hoping for three years of an increase in compassion. Between um, about 94 to 96, I did the dates on my other um, video, Saturn was last in Pisces. It was actually a really good time for me. That's when I... Um, met and fell in love and moved in with and then bought a house with my husband who is my husband now it will matter where it is in your chart as to which area of life and I still have oh, an all signs video for that so that's to come <laughs> okay so we're on March the 7th and I don't want to get too granular because I do have to go to the gym this afternoon. <laughs> March the 11th, I did um, mention that, um, oh, March the 10th, just I will say that Mercury is furthest away from us before that Kazemi with the sun. Um, he's behind the sun. He's um, combusted by this point. He's within 10 degrees. Our thoughts are going to be really burned out. This is really a month for downloads and for please do your um, morning pages. <laughs> three, three pages of longhand stream of consciousness writing done first thing in the morning. Otherwise, meditation, journey work, uh, time around water, walking in nature, just listening to nature, all very good for Mercury and Pisces and combust the sun with a Kazemi. So uh, please, please do that this month too. March the 11th, um, Mercury will conjunct that Nessus, but also Venus will conjunct Eris, the shit stirrer. Yes, March the 11th, that's a big day. <laughs> so on March the 11th, Pluto uh, squares Juno. I talked about, you know, issues in significant partnerships probably coming to the fore. Then Juno will move into Taurus, though, which will um, help a little. But also on that day, Mercury will conjunct Nessus, the revealing abuses of power, while combust the sun. Um, so mm, I, I, the, yeah, 
I said it before, said it again, what's going to be revealed this month? Oof. Uh, Mercury will oppose um, Talk to the Hand, asteroid Lilith that day as well. But the big one is that Venus, coming off the back of that conjunction with Jupiter and Chiron and Vesta there too also, focus, commitment, devotion, creating your own sacred space. Mercury conjunct Venus says it's time to stir things up a bit and actually do things differently. So uh, there's quite a lot of big days this month, which is why I'm doing this. <laughs> um, Jupiter will conjunct Chiron exactly March the 12th. We looked at that already. Um, we're going to move. And Jupiter will conjunct Vesta that day as well. We've got that triple conjunction echoing the triple conjunction with Venus. Do your vision boards. <laughs> Take your time creating them. Not all to be done on one day. On March the 14th, uh, as a reminder, Mars will square Neptune. Doo, doo, doo. Okay. And I want you to see how close all of these things are together. Um, so March... The, there's the sun, okay, Mercury is coming up to uh, that um, Kazemi, where is behind the sun exactly from our perspective, all under the beams of Neptune as well, so look at them, they're so close together, the, um, the sun and Mercury are moving to conjunct Neptune, all square Mars, and really, um, we're starting to feel the square from Ceres too, even though she's not moved back into Virgo yet. But this is a mutable square and this is peak confusion, peak revelation. Mars leaves the shadow of his retrograde uh, pretty much uh, just right after this exact square of Mars square Neptune. So he's uh, he went retrograde at... 25 Gemini 36. You can see on the square it's 25 Gemini 4. So he's just got to move a little bit out of that. Also remember the next day he's at maximum declination. This square between Mars and Neptune and the Sun and Mercury, they're all going to come up and square, is going to be really challenging mixed messages, mind yourself out on the roads, mind your words, mind your language, channel it into something very healthy. Put duct tape over your mouth if you feel um, like very reactive verbally because Mars is going to kind of leave the degree he went retrograde at, go maximum out of bounds, maximum eccentricity, maximum drive <laughs> but also with the square to neptune be careful exercising because this is when injuries can happen with this energy and um, accidents can happen as well so oof, that's a, really i'm going to say that's a very that's a tough time in the month okay March the 15th, the sun exactly conjuncts Neptune. March the 16th, Mercury exactly conjuncts Neptune. March the 16th, the sun squares Mars. And um, and so you get the idea. Here's an aspect I missed. Sorry about that. I can't believe I missed it. 
But on March the 16th, I lied about Pluto's last aspect. It wasn't to Juno, it's to Venus. I've told you how we've changed, our values have changed, our earthly desires, which is Venus. Told you to get down and use this energy to make a vision board. Here's kind of your last chance to really tap into your deepest soul desires. What do you want before Venus moves into her own sign of Taurus? Can't believe I missed that on the slide. So to be clear, that is March the 16th, Venus will square Pluto. Okay. And then immediately, like just less than three hours later, move into the sign of Taurus. So then Mercury will square Mars on March the 17th. And then the sun will be Kazemi or Mercury will be Kazemi the sun in the throne of royalty. Dazzling moment of clarity from all that confusion that's um, going on with that big square. So, mm, yeah. On March the 19th, Mercury moves into Aries. Just ahead of the sun, you can see that um, the next day the sun is going to move into Aries. They'll leave Neptune behind. Neptune's got a couple more years before he moves into Aries. And, and we're going to have well, when the sun moves in, we're going to have the sun, Mercury, Chiron, Jupiter, Vesta and Eris, all in Aries. Queen of Torches. OK, so that's March the 19th. The very next day, Venus moves into Aries and then uh, Venus will oppose Ceres. So let's have a quick look at that. Oh, the sun. Sorry. Ignore my thing. There we go. March the 21st. Actually, on my wedding anniversary, uh, 26 years. <laughs> um, the sun um, at zero degree of Aries will oppose Ceres, which is about nourishing our relationships. And so, you know, what's my part, my core? I want to set intention to bring more balance and harmony in my life, to nurture the important and significant relationships in my life, to nurture justice as well, series uh, in Libra, harmony, balance. But what's my part in it? OK, so that's uh, March the 21st. And we actually uh, but, but, but have a new moon right after that, which I said will be at zero Aries. So really kind of all this is happening together. And Venus is conjunct Jupiter. Sorry, Juno. Venus is conjunct Juno. That's that. We move out of that chaos. Mars is moving on from that square. Um, it's still around a little bit. But we're really moving into this start new beginnings, get grounded, get rooted in Taurus, get rooted in those values, what you really want. OK, so that's the 21st on the um, 23rd. We have the big day. And again, I'll be doing a special 
on that one. <sighs> Sorry. We don't want 2066. <laughs> uh, you see how many times Pluto moved into Aquarius? You can go back over that bit if you like. But March the 23rd, Pluto enters Aquarius, leaving Capricorn where he moved just for only for three months. But he entered Capricorn on 2008. So think back. What's changed for you since 2008 and where are you ready for some liberation and to vision the future and to actually make changes for the future more consciously from the lessons you've learned from Pluto and Capricorn? Oh, that's such a big day. There's so many videos out there about it, but rightly so. Um, anyway, there, yeah. On the very day <laughs> that uh, Pluto moves into Aquarius, Mercury um, squares Pholus, taking the lid off it. So we're not quite done, really. Uh, Plu I think Pholus in Capricorn is, is really kind of continuing the work of Pluto by taking the lid off and showing us the Pandora's box of what Pluto has dug up since 2008. And he's going to be there for ages. So, but that's going to be more activated when he's aspected. Probably big news day again. Mercury and Aries square fullness. <laughs> and then March the 24th, Mars will square Ceres. I, I mentioned that before at those anoretic degrees. Another shift coming. And then Mars moves into Cancer. <laughs> I'm going to tell show you one more um, aspect, one more Mars aspect. Mars um, moves into Cancer and then will conjunct Hecate. The way shower, the lady of the lamp shows you the direction at the crossroads. And this one is at one degree of Cancer, the start of that sign the sign of the crab, of security, of safety, of the basis of security in your life. It's the family, it's the ancestors. Mars still out of bounds with Hecate. Call on Hecate on March the 27th to show you the way. Okay. And on that day as well, Mercury over here will square strategist Pallas Athena. So we're really getting this forward movement. All these signs have changed. We're moving from those last degrees that have been so painful for through February, for me at least, <laughs> along with that Mars retrograde and Mars out of bounds energy. Ugh. But um, we've got now Pluto at zero degrees, Saturn in the early degrees of Pisces. Yeah, sure, Neptune's still heading towards the end degrees, but he's not at the very end degrees yet. Um, and Mars has left Gemini after a seven-month period in that sign. There's a real sense of uh, things have changed and it's time to kind of grab those reins and create this new beginning but it is going to be a head spinner, as I said. The last day, well, it's not the last day of the month, but the last major aspect is a Mercury conjunct um, Jupiter. And we'll just quickly look at that. 
And I'll remind you to check out Four Sigmatic and subscribe to my podcast. But Mercury um, conjunct Jupiter. I've lost my, there we go, 18 degrees. And uh, this is uh, really kind of big news day as well. I think it's going to be a big, um, by that point, Mercury's left combustion. He's more than 10 degrees from the sun. As he leaves combustion, comes out big ideas, big news, but big ideas to start new projects again as well. It's quite the month. All right. Quite, quite the month. I am um, actually going to pull you one more card before I go. I must go to the gym. <laughs> and this is from my trusty old medicine cards that I've owned since 1990. Fox medicine. This is tap into fox medicine. Be wily and cunning like the fox this month. There's so much change going on. It's so challenging when there's so much change that we have to be cunning and wily. Okay. So while learning from fox, you might also gain confidence in your ability to know instantly what will happen next. After observing for a while, you will become aware of a certain predictability in given situations and be able to quickly make your move. Fox Medicine teaches the art of oneness through its understanding of camouflage. This applies on all levels from rocks to God. With Fox Medicine, you are being asked to see all types of uses for oneness. Much like the clowns at the rodeo, Fox can keep the raging bull from stampeding a friend or family member. Fox can use silly tactics as a brilliant camouflage move. No one could guess the sly power behind such ingenious manoeuvres. So this gives us a test or exercise that I think could be helpful, actually, for this month with all these changes. One test or exercise that may be helpful to you is deciding to be invisible. In doing this exercise, you might try to visualize your body as part of your surroundings, full of the colors of the location you are in. See yourself in your mind's eye, moving with stealth and grace, unheeded by others. If you do it right, it works. You can leave a party unnoticed or become as unobtrusive as a piece of furniture watching the developing drama of the subject you are studying. That's really good advice for this month. Stay out of fights and arguments. There's a lot of Aries energy and that Mars square to the Pisces energy. Mars rules Aries. It's a, And with all these energy changes kind of making our heads spin, it's a really good month to kind of just zip your lips observe, do your thing, stay in your lane. And until next time, I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology and happy Women's Month as well.